the kids have left the nest <laughs> I think you feel like oh okay I can be my own personality and everything so <laughs> since the book is looking at me crazy y'all like what is happening <laughs> like she's like okay I don't know what's gonna happen but <laughs> oh well I just have to ask how many I was kind of reading the bio so how many say it again how many children and then grandchildren do you have right now okay we're on yeah oh, we are <laughs> alright alright uh, we have six sons and 15 grandchildren, mm. and we're expecting number 16, Lord's Will, in February, and um, have four daughter-in-laws. Oh, my goodness. So she's definitely living a golden life right now. She finally <laughs> has daughters in the circle, so I'm pretty yeah. sure it's golden. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for coming on to the show, Miss Booker. Welcome to Detangle, you guys, the podcast where creation, gratitude, and connection is all in one station. I'm your host, Janet CCPU, and today, when this show airs, it's going to be October the 22nd, and I have with me a dear, oh, my goodness, I have to say she is one of the mentors that she's never met me, met me, but, like, every time she speaks at a ladies program, I feel like she's that auntie, that extra auntie that I need in my life. Miss Ira Booker. Now, she's a native of Maury County, and she lives in Columbus, Columbia, Tennessee, with her husband, and she calls her friend, Mr. Anthony Booker. And as she says, she has a host of children and grandchildren, another one on the way. And she serves in fellowships at Bird Street Church of Christ in Shelbyville, Tennessee. And God allowed her to be educated and receive numerous of degrees, just to name a few, a Bachelor's of Science degree, from Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and a Master's of Science degree in Rehabilitation Counseling from San Diego State University in San Diego, California. She is, she feels as Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. It states that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect, but the grace of God with me. Um, she has three goals in life, to develop a more intimate relationship with God, um, to continue to lift up Jesus so he can draw all men and women unto him, and continue to submit to God, to the Holy Spirit, so he can continue to guide and teach her. And she is definitely a teacher. If you've never heard her speak before, you are missing out on a gym, on a gym in life. And so, thank you again for coming. I'm trying to block all my nerves, you guys, like she said. <laughs> You have no idea all the nerves that are happening in my body right now. But I thank you for coming. Oh my goodness, it's an honor and privilege. And I'm not gonna hold her much longer. I know y'all are getting ready for this topic. So the topic on today that we're gonna detangle, we're gonna detangle the tension that comes with how to cope 
with having adult children. Um, it's very easy. We have so many books, at least what I've seen, of how to raise toddlers, how to raise infants, um, the do's and don'ts. Like, do you put cereal in the milk when they're older? Do you put rice? Do like fatten them up a little bit? Um, everything from car seats to driver's license to all of it. But I don't think I've ever seen a book or seen panel topics about empty nesters or when you've done all you can as a parent and your child decides to live their own life. So I kind of wanted to touch on that today because everyone always has the easy go to go to homeschool, private school, charter schools, public schools. We have all the advice for younger kids. But I guess I just the first question I wanted to ask you is how when you and Mr. Booker first got married, what did you kind of think? What did you want for your family? That as far as that foundation, what were y'all? What was your mind in that first year of marriage? Yes. Now we have a unique situation. Um, when I married uh, my husband, Brother Anthony Booker, uh, his first wife had died in childbirth, and I married him uh, with a two. Uh, year old and a month old infant and what was so very unique and difficult for many people was that we did not love each other as far as um, the eros love of a man and a woman relationship uh, he was a pre he is a preacher and I uh, just love God so in other words we talked and decided to marry without loving each other as a man and a woman. We didn't have that relationship. Uh, I remember asking him, uh, do you believe that the creator, God Almighty, can take two of his creations, two little insignificant human beings, and teach them how to love one another? And I tease him now. Uh, I said, I don't, I don't think you could have said no because you preach about that God. But we both said yes. So our story begins differently from uh, a courtship, a love story, and planning a family. Uh, he already had a family. Um, I just wanted to marry and help him rear his children. Now, as simple and as I thought that was in my little mind, that I trusted and believed in God with such a huge faith, I thought everyone would, would see that. But that wasn't the case. So, so to answer your question, I can answer it in the normal way because uh, when I married, we had already had two children. And so I was determined to love them because I had been taught by a single mom who had raised us and who had raised a cousin who died uh, and raised her daughter, who had been instrumental in raising grandchildren, who had been instrumental in uh, just rearing her grandchildren. So I knew unconditional love. So I didn't feel that... I would have trouble loving these two precious children. Her mother, uh, Sister Vanessa Del Newsom, I was friends with her. We were sisters in Christ. And she was like that older sister um, who encouraged me. So just to give a little backdrop, depending on that normal life, 
we didn't start off normal. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, so to formulate that, uh, and as I stated before, there were many things that challenged us in this relationship and rearing uh, two children, like I said, two-year-old and a month-old. And so there were many challenges. But one of the things that I can say faithfully that was in my heart and that I was sure that was in his heart is that he wanted to rear both of his children. He wanted to continue preaching, and he did not want to go through the agony of uh, dating and the gossip and all of that. Well, needless to say, marrying me didn't eliminate a lot of, didn't eliminate gossip at all, did not eliminate uh, people jumping to conclusions, did not eliminate uh, the hurt, the pain that we caused by marrying so early. And so, but because of my faith, mm -hmm. I still believe that an almighty God could teach us. So was that one of the things you wanted to teach all of your six children was just that basic foundation of faith? Was that one of the things that when they get older, faith will never leave you or like God will yes. never leave you? That was just one of the main things that you want to leave with them that when they get older, that no matter what happens in life or whatever you do, have that faith. Yes. That's one of the main things. I think that, I think uh, if you ask any of my six sons, they are going to share with you uh, that foundation of trusting God believing God, and even knowing God. So I guess I can jump in here so you can get to another question because I know the listeners are saying, Whoa, what is like, she saying? Like, like, we, get like we get it. Uh, <laughs> but I can get, get you that I believe uh, every, every wife and every mother and every father, their desire for every child that they are planning to have are those that come as surprises that they want the best for them mm -hmm. they want to train them up and so the scripture that we've always heard is proverbs 22 and 6 train up a child in the way that he should go and when he is old he would not depart from it that scripture holds true for a lot of families whether they understand uh, scripture, I have a relationship with God. One thing I can say, even with my mom, is train them up. Train them up right. Teach them right from wrong. So I'm Go ahead. Jump in. With that training, because I'm pretty sure all six of your sons had six different personalities. Yes. So how was the training different? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you probably... Um, spanked. I'm going to use the term for that. Yes. I'm pretty sure you spanked each of them. But was the chastisement a little bit different? Was some of them was the way that I look at one child. They all knew, they knew automatically yes. not to do that. And then for another, you kind of had to have that loud voice. So how yes. how did you um, when they got older? Because I'm pretty sure um, the discipline was different once they became 18 and 19 and older and stuff like that. How was it different for each child of um, the training process of, you know what, you're probably going to get it a lot easier than this child, or you may need a little, I think you may need to stay at home for a little bit longer <laughs> before yes. this done. So how was that? How did you and your husband navigate for each child, how to train each one differently? Well, that, you know, my husband have always said uh, that when you have children, no one actually gives you a training manual. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I tried to get secrets from her. Yeah, I tried. Yes. <laughs> uh, 
but this is what this is what we both learned through the years, and this is what every uh, mother, every father, every married couple need to understand a couple of things that we learned as we went along. You come into any relationship carrying a bag, mm. and that bag is your environment, what you grew up in. So when you operate, whether you acknowledge it, whether it's good or whether it's bad, my husband operated out of his bag, I operated out of my bag. What was the difference? My husband was brought up with a mother and a father in the home. Mm -hmm. I operated from a single parent home. I operated from a strong mother who taught us and trained us. I tell people all the time, my mom was my the most greatest example of unconditional love. So this is coming from my bag. And that's why I didn't have any doubt that I could love two children that I didn't birth. Why? Because in my bag, I saw a woman who loved not only us, her immediate eight children, but I saw her love a cousin, her daughter, and told us the moment that cousin moved in after her mother died that she would no longer be your cousin, she would be your sister. Wow. So that little root in my bag reassured me that I had that same kind of love in me to give two children I didn't birth. So that's my bag. But his bag was a mother and a father. So the ruling was different. So he operated out of his bag. I operated out of my bag. Now what am I saying to you? I'm saying in my house there was not a man authority. So my bag was a strong woman. So in moving so from the balances and the discipline, it is always different. Hmm. Now, let me give you this before I get into the discipline of the children. In growing up out of these bags, more than likely, and we see this a lot, if something you thought in your bag was broken or you didn't like it as a child, you are determined to alter that in your adult life. True. In both bags, good or bad. So what is it I wanted to alter in my grown-up life that I thought was broken in my bag? That was having a father in the home. Mm -hmm. So I was determined that my children would have a father in the home. And so his bag was different because... His mom and dad were in agreement with discipline, but he didn't always agree that dad should do the, all the discipline because dad worked and mom was home. So he said, I always felt mama should have whipped us and not make us wait on dad. Dad wasn't even home when we did this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, you grow up operating out of your bag. So the discipline was based on many different things, but the conflict came when, number one, remember, I want to fix what's broken out of my bag. So I was determined that the father would be the major disciplinary. But I was a stay-at-home mom. So he determined that, if I was there, then I should have done the discipline. But watch this now. We're growing up out of different bags. So what he wanted to change from his bag, 
I want it to change from my bag. My bag, I want father rule because I don't even know what a father rule is. That, that was something in a little girl's head. So his bag was, my dad did rule, but I didn't like it that rule. So let's change that rule. <laughs> it seems like a lot of communication had to be had. Yes. And it wasn't like... Um, I can read your mind. Uh, let's see how you want to do this. Or because we come from so diverse backgrounds in our upbringing, it was like, we need to talk about this. Yes. Like before, I mean, we can't pre-talk because we already have children in the mix. Yeah. So, so we had to go on. As we grew together. I guess it's a process. So I guess oh, it's yes. A, we can't just sit down. Family meeting. That's what we're going to do. Like, it's literally, we got to walk and talk as, as we, we walk. So, yes. Wow. So that was very good. But like I said, it was, it was good. And see, I'm not even giving you the outside stuff mm -hmm. that was coming into. So now. Because your children bring so much. Because from watch the this. <laughs> we have his bag, my bag. But see, we always we have a unique bag. We already have an in-law bag mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> from from being married with the first two children's mother. So the in-law bag, he already have a set of in-laws that have input in these two young men's lives from the beginning that I didn't understand because I I jumped right in as they are my sons. So, brings up a side question. Did you have to kind of put your foot down respectfully of, I respect the previous mother of your children's in-laws of what they probably have said or what they tried to implement in their lives, but I'm their mother now? Was it ever that type of conversation of like, no, you know I respect you, but this is the way I want to do it? And, wow. Never. And, and, and because that verbiage was never done... You learn from hindsight. But what, what I set out to do, what I set out to do, and I just tried to stay so close to God, I didn't realize that our marriage hurt them. It took me a minute to understand the hurt part. So you have to remember, hurt people hurt people. This is true. And there were many years where I didn't understand why they didn't like me, but it wasn't me. It was the process. They needed time to grieve, and we did not give them that. That's a whole nother place. <laughs> but let me tell you back to the discipline. The discipline wasn't hard. It just became a process that we did have to face off. The face off came when I wanted Father Rue because I didn't have Father Rue. He wanted to alter what he had. Mom, you should do this. So this is what we learned in that process. It wasn't the grown man saying, you should take care of it before I get home. It was the little boy in him that never liked that process growing up. Mm. <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother therapy lesson. <laughs> So, so what I'm what I'm saying to you Chapter is, two. yes, yes, maybe fifteen. So what I'm saying to you is, so that's when we came together was when he says to me, "I think you should take care of this because you are here and you know what had happened." So what did I do? I said, "Okay," I said, "Okay." Now, understanding what he just expressed, I didn't like it as a little boy, that my mama did this. 
I thought she should have handled it. So when that came as a heading thing, I'm saying, okay, why? I'm just going to trust God in the process, and I'm going to do what you ask. So when the discipline came, then if I was there because I was a stay-at-home mom for several years, many years, so the discipline did come from me. So when your question said, how did we do it? Well, it came from that face-to-face -face moment where I think you should because I felt mama should. Now, watch the processes now. As, a, as, as young, not understanding, and wanting to fix what was broken in my bag, which is a father rule, then I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that. Because I had already began to study marriage, study marriage from God's standpoint. Submission, reverence, honoring. I'm going to, whatever you say, that's what we do. So, now in the processing of discipline, it looks like he identifies me and the boys, whether it was discipline, but it was also when the boys wanted to do certain things because I was the disciplinary, then they would come to me and say, Mom, we, can we go down Johnny's? Can we do that and that? Why? Because he said, you take care of it. When you change things, you don't know ramifications at the beginning. So now we see a discipline, a different thing. Now, he was disciplined, but I had to do the most because I was there. That's what he decided. But what is so funny, when you don't recognize what you altered until later. So when he says to me, based on me coming out of my bag, he says to me, you're just trying to take over. You like your mama. You do, you think your mama ran everything. Now you're going to run everything. Like, but then, isn't this what you asked him? Didn't realize that. So what you do is, in learning from God, you say, oh, okay. No, I didn't, we didn't get into a squabble. I just trusted God. So you tell me how we work this. So what did I do? What he had given me, then I am so submitted to God God says, give it back. <laughs> so it became, discipline became very, not hard. Yes, it was troubling because we had to figure this thing out between us based on our bag. But when he saw it as me taking over, so I submitted back. I gave it back. So he stayed gone working a lot like his father. And so when he came home and if there were things that needed to take, be taken care of, I would say, Mom, off duty. I think you guys got to go to Dad. Dad, Mom, can we go such and such? Mm, Mom, off duty. You got to go talk to Dad. So when we both got it lined up with God, mm -hmm. it became an agreement. So that's what our children had to learn. That's what his mom and his dad was teaching their sons and daughters, that mom and dad are in an agreement. So if mom says this needs to take place with this son, dad was in agreement. You don't get that overnight. When you are growing up. Say that again. You don't get that when. You, you don't, don't get, get that time. overnight. Okay. Because you're growing up in different bags. I think that's I think that's why a lot of parenting. Not saying I'm, I'm nowhere near a parent. I'm not pregnant, you guys. Um, But literally, I don't think, just from observation, yeah. a lot of parents say that 
oh, my child doesn't do this or my child doesn't do that or my husband isn't part of here. And kind of what I mentioned earlier, like, have y'all talked about this? Have y'all come to agreement? Um, Maybe he feels this way because you never told him or he never told you how he feels. Because of everybody's bags, no one, maybe they didn't talk about their emotions or maybe someone else just assumed positions based off of tradition rather than what God says of the man does this, man does this, woman does this. And so maybe um, to kind of maneuver to a close to our last question, how, um, when y'all came to agreement, once the first son moved and then the second, all the way to the sixth or fifth or sixth, um, where was, where were y'all in agreement? Where are y'all in agreement now, now that y'all have grandchildren and now that they have moved away? What does the agreement look like for Mr. and Ms. Booker now of, you know what they grown, they going to do what they going to do. We we did what we we did what we were supposed to do, and if they fall, they fall. <laughs> or what basically what does the agreement look like now for Mr. and Miss Booker now that grandchildren are in the play? Because you know the stigma is y'all are a lot easier on the grandchildren. Of course <laughs> we are. Of course we are. And, and and because I had to give such an opposite background, let me let me give you a few years of growth uh, with our sons. Um, it, it it was hard for them. Why they were preacher kids. Mm. That was very That's still hard. Still a stigma. Yeah, really. Yeah. That that was very hard for them. And I remember my oldest son coming to me and saying, "Mama, I'm not going to be a good preacher, son." So I mm-hmm. said to him, "Can you just be a good son?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would think that yeah, would be like yeah, the okay yeah, thing. Yeah. This is a normal thing. But let me let me share this for mothers and with adult children. I had to grow in the process that they they were not going to be perfect sons. Every mother and father want their children, whether they verbalize it or not, to be better than them. Why do I say that? Because you have so many parents who want to give their children, quote, things they didn't have. If they grew up in a strict home where there was discipline, there was spanking, there was time, however they did it, and they didn't like all of that harshness, then they want to alter their bags. So, my bag as a mother, once again, from where you grew up, I wanted them perfect. I wanted them to be perfect. I wanted them to always follow God. I wanted them to always know God, always know their teaching. So when those teenage years came and they were not, they made choices that I didn't agree with, I was devastated as a mother. I remember when my, my, my oldest son, at this time I was either teaching school or in, doing an interim at school teaching, and he skipped school his senior year. Oh, I was devastated. I was, oh, my goodness. How did this happen? Where did this come from? You know. So, so when things began uh, to trouble in their teenage years, I had to begin to realize something. There's a book called Job. And Job Ooh. says, I rose up early and offered sacrifices to God just in case my children had sinned against God in their heart. So that taught me that my sons were going to be just like Mr. Booker and myself. They were not going to be perfect. (laughs) So my sacrifice, there was prayer in our home, there was Bible study in our home. I wanted Bible study. Why? I'm, I'm fixing my bag. 
and I wanted Bible study at home. And so Bible study was good. We would sing. We would have class. We would, everything I wanted to instill. And several years ago, I had to do a lesson on raising sons. And so I decided to ask all six of those boys, what did your dad and I do to shape you as an adult? What did we do? Whether it was good or whether it was bad, what did we do for you guys? And I said, you will not hurt my feelings. I need to know what we have done. I was amazed that all six had certain things that were common. Y'all whipped us. Y'all taught us. Is that the good or the bad side? Yes, yes. You you guys whipped us. You taught us. You made sure we knew God. We had a faith. And you loved us enough to let us make mistakes. And you didn't stop loving us. Even in the messes. We've been to the jailhouse. We've been to prison. We've been wherever you wanted to go with our boys. But once I realized how to love them beyond my mother's heart. What does that mean? That means when your children began to disobey, it's brokenness for the mother a whole lot faster than it is for the dad. Don't get me wrong, whoever's listening, dads do care, but they're a little stronger here where the mom's heart is so tender and broken. Because you feel like you've done something like I've done I, it. Like, it's my teach fault. You this? It's like, my what fault. Mm-hmm. What did I do wrong that you are here? And everybody said, let me tell you what my mama said to me. I know you thought you're going to have trouble getting me talking, right? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something my mama said to me that I didn't understand as a child. My mama, a single mom, strong, worked, and took care of us. She would say, whenever we would go visiting, we didn't do all these vacations that you do now. We didn't have name brand. We were always clean. We had our hair combed. We went to school. We were always fed. We played in the yard. We had friends, and we knew Church and school was what was it? Church went first and school. Two things my mama stressed: church, school, be in the house by ten o'clock. Now, listen to what she used to say: we would go to some, go to a relative's house, or we would go to a game or something. And my mama would say this: when you leave this house, do not misbehave. And I would, and then wait a minute, she would say, because. People will not talk about you. They will talk about me. I would look at my mom and say, what in the world does that mean? Keep living. When I got my my sons. (laughs) But once I, let me share this before I know we close. Loving my sons has been amazing. Loving my sons have kept me close to God. Because God taught me how to love them. In the worst of in the worst of the worst, when I was broken because I couldn't figure out why is it they can't walk this narrow path? What did we doing wrong? We prayed, we studied, we went to church, quote, went to church, we became the church. Our life was about God and serving God. Why this? Why this? But once I understood as Job that they were individual human beings that had a free will to make a choice, how did that help my heart? This is how it helped my heart. When I kept being devastated and crazy (laughs) because they were not perfect, what I found out was I was making their lives about me. 
about my life, about me, about my, how I was being projected. Remember what my mama said in my bag. I'm being projected. If you all are bad, I'm being projected as a bad mom. I'm being projected as a bad person. No. This is what God had to teach me. Once I got past Ira, once I got past Ira's disappointment, Ira's shame, Ira's neighborhood talking about you, all the people that know you know, you, know you're going to the prison. Once I got past all of me, all of me, then God would say, whew, are you ready? And I would say, how do I love them? How do I do that? You want to know what I got from God? How do I love you, Ira? Mm -hmm. While we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8, how did I love you in your ugly? How did I love you in your sin? How do I love you when you didn't obey your mom? When you, how did I love you? I said, you just love me. He said, that's what I want you to do for my sons. It's, it's as if that, I know a sister, we have a um, ladies Bible class on Monday nights, and she would always say that God has been teaching me the closest lessons through my children. Very much so. And it's as if, because God is our father. And it's as if when he chastises us, it's just like as a parent that you don't chastise to be mean. You're, you're chastising to learn. Yes. Or you're chastising to make it a lesson. And so I think in that sense of whenever we take I out of the situation, it always ends up better. It's like we, we as just as humans, we tend to, when we try to do everything ourselves, then there's no room for God. Or we take the credit of it of when something goes right. Oh, I'm so glad yes. I had a plan B because yes. I, I I don't know how I did that. And it's like, because you didn't do you it. Didn't do it. You, <laughs> you didn't, didn't do, it. do it. And God had to show me this was about his, his glory love. And how he, he worked would love children. it. I tell parents all the time. I have met parents and met parents. I have lived in most of the tragedies. And I have met parents who would say, I'm done with this child. Mm. Just disobey just he made his bed hard i'm not going to see him in no god, prison he did that like, you want to know what i said to them i said take yourself out of the way get past you and i tell people all the time never give your relationship with your adult children to the enemy don't join him what do I do with my boys? I tell people this all over, wherever God leads me. You want to know how I tell them how to, treat them, how to treat their boys? I said, my sons know three things. I love them. God loves them. And I'm praying for them. And my mama gave up on me. That would never come out of none of those boys' hearts. I didn't birth those first two. But you want to know who I am to them? I'm their mama. And you want to know when they need a prayer, when they need encouragement, they call mom. Why? Because I'll never hand them over to the enemy. Why? Because God had to teach me how to love them as he has loved me. Now, briefly, these grandbabies. Ooh, I love those grandbabies. They are sports. I love them. I don't have enough money to spend on them. So when they come to my house, they can expect a, a hug, some loving, and a, and, and, and a good pray, and a good prayer before they leave my house. Uh, that, my grandparents were saying, my, both of my grandparents were deceased, but their home was my first home. So whenever I would go to my actual house, like, what place is this? Like, what is this? 
what kind of house? I grandparents' house was the house. Like yes. you could do anything and everything. Do you see your? I guess not even your hard work. Do you see God's hard work working through your children as it's working through your grandchildren? Oh yes, I and I and and like I can say, my sons, uh, they they have life. Their life, they nothing has changed. Life challenges you, mm-hmm. but because of the foundation. I have the desire in so deep in my heart that I believe that their foundation in knowing God and a faith in God will enable them to be great fathers and great husbands. Are they challenging? Yes. Are they having challenges and obstacles? Do, do they still need to die to some things of the world? Yes. Yes. I wish I could tell... Whoever's listening to this podcast, I got six strong preachers and elders and deacons. You know what I want? I just want six solid God-fearing men. Simplicity at its best. That, thank you. That was great. Oh, that was great. Well, I think we can end it there. Um, thank you so much. I think to kind of recap it, just having that foundation, I think the main points that I got out of this personally was um, no people's bags know what they're coming with first don't just assume things as far as whether you're a single parent or have a joint family together just know people's bags talk about it yes understand what people are when she means bag she means bag as you guys um yeah environment no, their what environment. did you like, what grow you up with what yes. you grow up with um so know everyone's bags know what they're bringing some of them may have holes some of them may be plastic yes. bags they don't hold as much or they hold a lot and it's tearing and know um, what you're going to be altering from your bag exactly and be okay with it <laughs> yes and be know that you're going to have to alter that yes. it's not just that other person um having that foundation and knowing that you won't have the answers automatically that it's a growing process yes. and it's never process um i can think last thing too that take i out of the situation um, and let God reign over it completely. Yes. And, and a lot of things will seem a lot easier than we would expect it. So, now that we have kind of put everything on the side, I have a lot of hair references on the ah. show. And so, now that we have what our hair, which is we put on the topic of coping with adult children. That's the tough part. You have all the coils and the kinks you and do. all the dead hair. So, now we've added our product, all of our Carol's Daughters and our, and our um, Condition. natural all, Condition. all the conditioners and everything. So, we've added uh. that on. Condition your heart. I'm telling you. So we've we've conditioned it all. (laughs) We have combed through. We have detangled through this topic. So now that we've bantu knotted it and we've twisted it, we've rolled it and we've done everything to it. I call this segment. We've styled. We're styling and slaying right now. So we get to have fun and get to know Sister Booker on a more funny level. (laughs) Um, Sister Roz wanted me to tell you that she wanted me to give you some hard words because she thinks you're up for the challenge. She said give you words like giraffe. I was like, I don't Uh, think a song has giraffe in it. <laughs> and, and my children, if they even had an inkling that you're getting ready to give me words for a song, I can't sing. It's okay. So, Look, you're making so, a joyful so noise this on this going, show. This is going to be hilarious. Okay, so are you ready? I've kind of explained the rules to her All right. already. And she has 10 seconds per word. The timer will start as soon as I see you thinking or speaking or whatever because people try to be sneaky about it. So, give some words. <laughs> the highest score so far has been 8 out of 10. So, I've had two people tie and they've gotten... Eight words out of ten correct. So oh, we're let's gonna, see. We're definitely gonna bomb this out. <laughs> Look, I have faith in you. Okay. All right. Your first word is bills. Bills. Mm-hmm. Oh up. my goodness. Bills. Bills. I don't know a song with bills. Let's see. Three, uh, two, 
Don't have one. Time. All right. So you got um I don't know if you know the Destiny Child song. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my bills? You pay my automobile. I tried to make that up. What? You can't make a song on this song. Okay. All right, zero okay, out of ten. Okay, all right, your next right. word is long. L O N G. Long. I don't know what. Uh, this how long I'm gonna love you. I'm gonna love you. This Who's that by? I don't even know if that's a song. You can't be doing this, Sister Booker. You cannot make a that's song. That's gonna be a real song. Yes. Oh, like long. it can either be in the title of the song long. or it can be in the lyrics. So like long. It's been Do a you, long time coming. Yes. So you think about it after the fact. It's hard. I know it's a hard game. Okay, okay. okay. On, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to okay. try to get one at least. Yes. <laughs> you see what As my children. If it's not about Jesus, I'm not going to know many of them. Okay, let's it's see. Okay. Look, okay, let's try. a whole song with just gospel songs. Okay, Any let's song. go. Okay, let's go. It can be a preschool song. Okay, I'm going to think. I'm not thinking. Okay, here okay, we go. Okay, you're ready? Your okay. next word is time. Time. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Time will swift transition. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Because <laughs> she did the title. <laughs> so you have to sing. So whenever that word shows, Good. you have to sing that part. Okay. So you got, I'll give you that point. Yeah, that so is in there. Time is filled with swift transition. transition. Yes. That is in there. So, that, so you, have to, you have to sing that phrase. That phrase you know. is first. Yes. Okay, so whenever go. the word shows up, okay. you have to sing that phrase in it. Okay. Okay. So okay. all right, she's getting it. I got one. I got one. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. Jesus. Jesus loves me, this I know. There we go. That's the best one I got. Okay, there we, we go. go. Yes. I love it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, your next word is okay. keep. 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 I don't know who's, I don't know. I'm a keeper, but I don't know who sings that. Wait, that's a real song? Uh-huh. I don't know who sings it, but, but there's a phrase to talk about I'm a keeper. But I don't, but I don't know But the word is keep. Keep. Not keeper. keeper. <laughs> I had um What do you have? I'll keep holding yeah. on. Yeah. Holding and I keep falling in love with Jesus. That's a I song. Keep falling, falling in love with him. With him. See, you think about it after the fact. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Look, okay. you can do it. You okay. got two out of ten. You can do this. Okay. Your next word is and. A N D? Mm-hmm. Trust and obey. There we go. But there's no other way. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> she, yes. Okay. Hallelujah. All right. Your next word is dress. D R E S S. Time starts now. Dress. Mm. I don't know dress. Dress. A song with dress. What do you have? <laughs> I don't know if I should sing you this song. Just oh. know there's a song. There's a song with dress in it's a it? Song, it's a song by Beyonce, y'all, if y'all know the song. I was thinking. I was thinking, Beyonce. But I, didn't know, but I, didn't know but I don't know the see, song. See, you a pastor's wife. I ain't want to see you guys talking about how say? people already talk. Look, it's, it's Freakum Dress. Freakum Dress. <laughs> I, I, when you said dress, I thought, I know Beyonce got something about dress. 
you know, like from put a ring on it. Like, and, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it because I was like, I don't need all these church members. Uh, not Christians. I need all yeah, these church members. Yeah, yeah, this is the yeah. book. But the song. So I'm not going to say it. I didn't know, know. I didn't know. But I knew Beyonce had a song about dressing. Just know that, yeah. I'll let, I'll let your grandkids and your children oh. take the song. Okay. I gave y'all the title. So y'all, y'all explain it to her. I don't want to get her in trouble That's on true. the show. Okay. That's true. <laughs> The fact that I'm thinking about it maybe not the best thing. All right, the next word is shop. 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 Four. Shop. Nope. Two. <laughs> one. What you got? I had. You better shop around. Shop. 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 <laughs> See, I was trying to go in her area. She's still getting the I'm wrong. I'm still wrong. What's the word? I don't have much. My my brother used to say, if it didn't come on WKIM, the locust channel of Columbia, I wouldn't know the song. Okay, let's try the last few. Okay, here we go. Okay, I would figure since you have children, you had to listen to radio. I had to listen to 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 patrol. My mother did patrol. (laughs) Cut that off. Cut that off. We're not listening to that. Look, she gave. I think she gave me a two cuss word minimum when I was like seventeen. If I hear the D word more than twice, we cutting it. Yes. No. If the F word was any of it, she's like, no, that's out. That's out. There's there's another story behind that you guys yeah. But yeah i had a mix cd slight thing i had a mix cd and there was a Nicki minaj song on there and it was the uncut version because yeah. somebody else made it for me so furious she took it out the cd player and broke it broke it she I'm, broke it threw it out the I'm window good. i was like what what Oh my god. Oh my I have god. I have thrown away CDs. So this is the real thing. I have thrown away CDs. Oh my god. Okay. Well, you have two words left. All right. I got three, right? Yeah. Uh one, two. Yes, you have three. You got three words. Look, we're gonna try and get these last two. Okay. 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 Your next word is perfume. Perfume. What is the song by the temptation where they talk about put it behind the Sing ear? It. I don't go, know it. Go. I, don't, I don't know the name go. of the temptation Sing. song. I don't know Sing it. it. I just know perfume Sing behind it. the ear. It. I was I could have <laughs> perfume. <laughs> you know you could have been, been a perfume. Yes, no, I can't give it to you. I remember that I can see him. I can see him putting it behind the ear. Like y'all, she is dancing right now, y'all. <laughs> like I, I gave that word specifically to you. I knew if the I gave you a hint, if I gave you a hint, all my old hosts would be like, yes, "No, yes. you cheated. Yes, you yes. cheated. Don't help the old lady. Don't help the old lady." My mother says y'all maturing. So yes. <laughs> okay, your last my last word. word. Okay, come on, I know you can do it. Okay, okay, your last word is show. S H O W. Show, show me the way. Yay! She got half of You got half of the score of the top scores. I will take it. I will take it. The fact that she went to church, but I thought you were going to be like, let the side show come in. Oh, I've heard of that one. But she went church. Um, it's all I'll good. You, no, you're you. like my mom. Whenever she listens to the show all the time, so whenever it's also, she's like, yes. "What gospel song got that in it?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "All you th- no offense, like all you think is gospel songs. Like you're a Motown fanatic, and all you can think of is gospel songs. That's that's cool. Okay, at least you're playing. Okay, yeah. yay. Well, she's a winner in my book, you guys. But. Thank you so much. So, to kind of wind down the show, I love to, I always love to leave with a verse of the week and a quote of the week. I think that a word um, from the from the word of God as well as just a phrase from life 
um, if any way that can help you with throughout the week. I'm always a firm believer of affirmations and things like that. So one quote, I forgot the guy's name, but he's the creator of a um, group called Soul Pancake. And they're all about bringing out positive messages and stuff like that. He's Kit President's brother, for those of y'all who um, kind of can connect the ties to it. I forgot his name. But the quote was, be who you needed when you were younger. Mm, and Powerful. Way I, the way that I kind of figured that, the way that I resonate with that is sometimes you see people, you always want that mentor that you necessarily didn't see sometimes. Mm-hmm. So whatever you didn't see in life with your bag, try to be that for other people of what you needed. And I can't really even say that. There's so, there's so many people in my life that who have shaped me to who I am. So I can't even say that. Or maybe just a few things that I see that I didn't like that was done to me. It's like, I'll make sure that I'm not that the kids that I mentor now aren't treated the same way. Um, the verse of the week is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. For we live by faith and not by sight. And I think we, we touched on that. Your basis should be faith. Your basis yes. for whether you're raising children or when you're trying to be God's child. Yeah. And do that that everything you see right now can be just it doesn't make any sense or you're questioning God or you're trying to figure out why is this happening to me our faith makes no sense to some people but it has to make make sense for yourself so I I have nothing else to say this was amazing it's an experience I will hold dear to my heart and actually when the show ends you'll get to see Sister Booker's end quote expo end quote at the end of the show you gotta check out our Instagram and our Facebook page She Tangled the Podcast to see what she writes on the board we've had so many things be right we've had we've had we'll be we had dipsy hustle um quotes we've had we've had just many different quotes on the board and so Amen. thank you for coming i appreciate it the the tango podcast is all about creating a safe Oh, let's let's try that again, shall we? I'm still kind of starstruck right now. The Detangle Podcast is all about creating a safe and carefree space, showing gratitude to different opinions, and connecting the purpose, as always, through a party. So tune in next Tuesday for another time and topic to detangle. Pray often, show peace everywhere, and go outside and play, y'all. Thank y'all. Amen. Real keeping it real. Just been waiting a long time. Keeps it 